Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Baseball. Basketball. And football. This is True Sports, a True Chat original podcast with your host, Caleb Spinner. TBT had become a staple on the summer sports calendar, featuring teams filled with professional players competing in a single elimination, winner-takes-all format for $2 million. But at times over the past three months, this year's tournament was in limbo due to the pandemic. On Saturday, though, the 7th TBT is set to begin in Columbus, Ohio, albeit with a smaller field, 24 teams versus the typical 64, reduced prize money, $1 million instead of the $2 million, and heightened attention to the health of the roughly 350 players, coaches, general managers, and tournament staff who will be on hand for the event. That's from a Forbes article on the basketball tournament, otherwise known as TBT. JD and I will look at what founder John Muger and his team did to make this year's tournament safe for everyone involved, as well as predict the remaining games using nothing but our gut feelings. Swenson's Games of the Week returns this week, along with the usual agree to disagree. JD, I took your advice for the 4th of July weekend. I did watch the Patriot and it was better than I remember, honestly. I, I hadn't realized how long it had been since I'd seen that movie. It was very good. And it was perfect timing. You watched it oh, on yeah. the perfect holiday. Perfect so, yeah, it, and that makes it ten times better. So maybe that's why it was so good. I forgot some of the guys who were in that. Like, I forgot the main villain, like Colonel Tavington, I think is his name. He's played by John, by uh, Jason Isaacs. I almost said Jonathan Isaacs. Jason Isaacs, who played, if, if anybody remembers, I know you haven't seen Harry Potter, but he was Lucius Malfoy, Draco's father. And he has that very like iconic, sharp British voice where like he can't play anything but a villain. No, I've never seen Harry Potter, and I, I have no intentions on watching Harry Potter. Well, I mean, from from Colonel Tavington. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. From, he's yes. he's got that sharp like I have to hate you look when he's playing a villain. Yeah, and you just got that voice too. You just have to yeah. hate him. I'm sure the I'm sure the actual actor is like awesome in real life, but in that movie, I have to not like you. Okay, I'm sorry. It is a very good movie. You need to go and watch it. I did forget how gruesome it was, but. Nonetheless, it's a fantastic movie. All right, let's get into the actual business at hand, as we always do with these COVID episodes. The latest news on the quarantine and post-pandemic sports. MLB officially began spring training ahead of the season restart on July 1st. We talked a lot about that that, uh, restart plan last week. It's officially happening so far. Spring training did kick off, which is the first box on my list that needed checked off. You know, there's one thing to say that we have this plan, we have this agreement, we're going to go forward with it. It's another thing entirely to see it in action. And I and my worries are a little bit resolved by seeing players actually playing and doing their spring training workouts. I was finally able to see Indians pitchers and batters warming up and getting a few hits in in, in progressive field again, which was a sight for sore eyes. But the second box that needs checked off is obviously a game needs to be played. That's that's when I'll officially breathe a sigh of relief and say, okay, baseball is back. It's one thing to have that plan, like I said, and another thing to actually see it happening, and we're starting to see it happen. 
Yeah, and, and I, I was looking on Twitter because, you know, I follow the New York Yankees, of course, and a lot of people were really divided on, you know, hey, Boo. this is a great sign because, you know, we're seeing baseball played live. It's spring training. It's great. And then other people are like, yeah, I, I don't believe it until we actually see a game being played. I'm one of those people who I, I really don't get the feeling that baseball is back until a game is being played. All through high school, I hated going to practices uh, for sports and scrimmages. I thought they were the worst. It, I didn't really get that true feeling of it's it's baseball time until I played a game and seeing it is the exact same way. I don't have any hope for this season actually beginning until I see a game being played because anything can happen. There could be a whole team that decides to or they have a meeting and they all decide to sit out and then the whole agreement is just completely ruined. So I don't believe that the season is back until I see the first pitch of an actual game. I'm I'm with you on the practices aspect. I will say until a game is played because I'm fine with practices when we've played our first game because then you have something to go for. You know, we're, we're practicing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for the game on Friday or for whoever we're playing on Friday. Or sometimes you get a game on Tuesday, too. So then you're doing uh, a Thursday and on a Monday or maybe some weekend practices to get ready for that game. But I get it. The practices like three, four weeks leading up to the season are brutal. That you just you want to get out and play, put that uniform on, actually show up and show out, and then get to practice. But I and I know there are other people who are looking at this and saying, "Oh, they finally did spring training. Okay, my problems are solved. My worries are relieved that we're going forward with this." And I get it; they're a lot more optimistic than I am. But with the past three months of of negotiations here and not having anything in clear, written out crystal paper here. I'm still nervous until we get to that opening day, until we get to that first game. After the MLB and the MLB Players Association came to the agreement on a season restart plan last week, baseball fans were divided on how to feel. Some cheered the return of America's pastime, while others refused to believe baseball was back until July 23rd, which is the target day for opening day. As expected, though, JD, and like we and we saw this with the uh, NBA, not every player made the trip to the team's respective camp location, but for the most part, the players kept their word and showed up for training. We talked about the hashtag when and where uh, situation on Twitter last week as well. JD, I know you were excited before, but like me, are you relieved that spring training has begun and we really are on a path to this season? Oh, it's really hard to tell because, like I said, we've never seen anything like this before. This is going to be the shortest baseball season that has ever been played in history. Mm-hmm. I believe, what, 37%, 37% of the games? 37%, yep, to 56 I think, was the previous low. Yeah, so it's going to be the shortest season that we've ever seen. Unprecedented times. Anything can happen, really. I mean, like I said, a whole players' union can get together and decide, hey, we're not going to play. Because when they came out with the when and where movement, everyone was really excited, saying the season is now here, everyone get excited, and then look how quickly that fell apart. So this could be just evenly as as, as destructive, even though we've seen spring training get underway. It only takes one tiny little problem with the players' union and, and the, the head office to destroy everything. And we talked about it. This is something I forgot to mention last week, but we mentioned it on one of these stories for Stout ep- stories with Stout episodes, excuse me. Um, that you know the that the MLB the minor league baseball season, which I think is funny that Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball have the same MLB acronym. I thought that was hilarious. But Minor League Baseball will not have a season. And we talked about during a st- doing a stories with Stout episode that if players didn't show up, if enough players on a team didn't show up, then you could potentially harvest guys from those farm teams 
and get them to come up and play and fill your roster for the season. Do you think there will be enough players that sit out of this tournament to where that will need to happen, where players get called up from the minor leagues, or do you think for the most part we'll be okay? I think for the most part, we will be okay. Now, this really hurts the minor league baseball players, especially if you're in AAA waiting to prove yourself because the MLB teams are going to be a little hesitant to kind of call you up because we don't know what we've seen this year. We haven't seen anything. So Mm -hmm. we have to base solely, we have to base everything based solely on what you did last season, or they might even go back to the season before. Or in the very limited workouts you've had during those winter months. Uh, Absolutely. So we don't know. Which is very little. Exactly. And some of the guys have already been up. I know the Yankees are, are one team that likes to call up a lot of young guys and then send them back down. Because they just have so much talent down there in the farm system. So those guys have an immediate advantage right now of being called up. Guys like Clint Frazier is another big one uh, that I know. He's one of the top minor league prospects. He he has a great chance of being called up to the New York Yankees. But guys who are under him, who play that same position, do not have the advantage of already being on the team last year and, and no chance to prove themselves in AAA. So they're the ones being really hurt right now. Now let's move from the diamond to the hardwood and get to our main conversation. TBT is underway. That uh, article kind of bit me in the butt there because Saturday, it was referring to last Saturday of this past weekend, not this Saturday. So TBT has begun. We are now in the round of 16 out of the 24 24 teams. I spent my weekend watching quite a bit of TBT basketball, and I love it. You know, of course there's not fans there, but... You know, you really don't need that when you're watching them. You don't realize that, I should say, when you're watching the games. You're just, at least for me, I'm just happy that basketball is back on TV. I could care whether there are fans or not. Of course, I'd love to be at Nationwide right now watching that. But, I mean, still seeing something live on the TV is a fantastic feeling for me. The TBT, or the basketball tournament as it is known, is a winner-takes-all summer basketball event, and it's underway in Columbus, and so far it is doing pretty well. J.D., how much do you know about TBT? No, I've known it, uh, like I watched it a couple years ago, and then I've watched it ever since up until this year. I honestly didn't even know that it was happening until a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And then to hear that it was happening in Columbus, I was very devastated to hear that they were not going to let fans in. Like I said, completely understand it, but I was a little devastated to see that no fans were going to be in there because I would love to watch that. I think it's exciting. I'm going to disagree with you, though. Yes, I do love basketball being back on TV, but the fans have a big part in it, and it just doesn't hold that same vibe anymore without the fans because, you know, the dunk of the the dunk of the dunk year, you could easily call it in the TBT game, mm-hmm. as, as fans would be freaking out, especially if that was the home team that made the dunk. Instead, it's completely quiet, and all you hear is the players. So it's yeah. just it's a weird vibe, and it's strange, but it's just something we're going to have to get used to because you won't see any fans in um, in the MLB the rest of the NBA season, and then possibly college football, you're not going to see any fans in, which would hurt a lot of teams' home field advantage. So one thing I will propose to you here is in lieu of there not being fans, though, you're able to add new things to your broadcast. For example, they have the Zoom interviews there with players from their hotel rooms, and they even had Kevin Durant's mom that was on at halftime of the, I'm trying to remember what game that was, Team Hines and Sideline Cancer, I think. Uh, And then they're also able to get mics inside the huddle, so you can listen to that as well, which normally there would be too much crowd noise that you wouldn't be able to hear that inside a huddle. So there are certainly things that I know fans would freak out for, and I do miss the energy of fans for some plays like that. But for more or less, when you show me what what is missing with the fans and what I'm gaining by them not being here, I mean, I will take that trade off more often than not. 
TBT's founder, John Muger, has spent the last months making sure the tournament would be as safe as possible. The event takes place in Columbus exclusively instead of the various locations the teams were supposed to be playing at across the U.S. There are 24 teams instead of the usual 64, as well as four alternate teams to replace those with positive COVID tests. When we come back, we'll be taking a look at what makes TBT different from other summer basketball tournaments and then predicting the rest of the bracket using our good old-fashioned gut feelings. This is True Sports. We'll be right back. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is True Sports, a True Chat original podcast with your host, Caleb Spinner. The basketball tournament, abbreviated to TBT, will take place in Columbus from July 4th to the 14th. TBT's founder, John Muger, had made several adjustments to the event to ensure the safety of players and all the TBT staff in the arena. With three days in the books, let's take a look at what makes TBT different from other summer basketball tournaments and check in on who's left in the bracket. JD, have you heard of the Elam ending? I have not. You have not? I have not, no. It is probably my favorite new addition to basketball in recent years. I absolutely love it. The Elam ending is a way to avoid the classic intentional foul strategy that plagues the end of almost every basketball game. There's an article that I will include on truesportspodcast.com. Also, that Forbes article I referenced in the opening and I will continue to reference throughout the show is also in the news and updates section of truesportspodcast.com. Quote from the Elam Elam ending article. Quote, when the time remaining in the fourth quarter drops under four minutes, the next stoppage turns off the clock completely. Both teams are then given a target score. Take the team that is ahead, add eight points, and that's the target. So if somebody is leading 57-51 after the four-minute stoppage, the first team to 65 wins. 57 plus 8, 65. End quote. Quote, the clock doesn't matter. Fouling when behind is counterproductive. But the losing team always has a chance. The clock never runs out. The shot clock still supply still applies. End quote. Personally, I love this ending. Like I said, it gets rid of the hacka shack, hacka drumming, hacka whoever insert bad free throw shooter's name here rule. And I and I absolutely don't like it when you're going down to time and players have to intentional foul. And then of course you do get those buzzer beaters, the last second shot. But as we saw when we were going through the TBT's Instagram, there was a game winning dunk last weekend. And there's still big moments for like game winners and big shots late down in the stretch. But the other negative thing is you can win off a free throw. Personally, 
I like this ending, like I said. What do you think, JD? Oh, yeah, I, I am 100% for this ending. And honestly, there is no worse thing in basketball than that last three or four minutes of the game. It, it's just dumb. It, it, it is really dumb. And I honestly wouldn't be surprised to see the NBA ad, ad, adopt something similar to this. I don't think it'll be exactly because I don't think they like uh, winning the game off a of free throw. I don't know how they would find a way around that, but I don't like that. That's like the only problem that I have with it. But personally, I love that. And I think that if you're the losing team, you love that as well because you you have a better chance to win because there's no clock. So if the end of the game takes 20 to 30 minutes to get that eight points or for the winning team, then who cares? You could be behind 20, go on some insane run and win in like 20 minutes when in a normal game there'd be about two or three minutes. Which we have seen before in TBT. Exactly. So this is a great thing to see. You always feel like you're in the game no matter how far behind you are, and I believe that that makes the game more exciting because you don't just have one team throwing in substitutes and kind of just giving up, and the winning team sitting there holding the ball. So I absolutely love this idea. The Elam ending, as I mentioned, has become increasingly popular. It's been used in the 2020 NBA All-Star Game, if you remember, JD. I know we didn't really watch that one, but I think I turned it on a little bit towards the end of the game and we were able to see that. If I had my way, which oftentimes I don't get, but if I had my way, I would institute the Elam ending into the annual NBA Summer League, and as well, I'd keep it in the All-Star Game. It's unrealistic in my eyes to have it at each and every regular season and postseason game. That's just unrealistic right now. But having it at these two events would make them more entertaining and therefore increase the viewerships of them, which I know the NBA has had a problem with. Not everybody likes to watch Summer League. Not everybody likes to watch the All-Star Game. I would say even the G League. You could end it in you could institute that in the G League. I know the G League has turned into the lab rat of the NBA. Any proposed rules that they want to put into the NBA, they test out first in the G League. I could see the G League beginning to end with this TBT Elam ending. JD, do you share my sentiment? Yeah, and I think that's the great way to kind of start it out. I think first of all, you start with Summer League because inevitably these are the players in Summer League that will have to get used to this Elam ending. So if you if it's a success in summer league, then absolutely. Like I agree with you saying that it's unrealistic to see that in every single NBA game. But maybe if it's a success in the summer league and the G League, maybe you institute it in the postseason first. I, I don't know if maybe that's going to be better than throwing it for like what? How many games did the NBA play? 82, 82 regular season. A, a, yeah, 82 regular yeah. season games. I think that's too much. So maybe you institute it in the playoffs, see how people like that. I don't know if because it's the difference between regular season and postseason if the players are going to like that so much. But I think it's going to make the ending much more exciting, especially for postseason, because if it's a game seven and I'm down by 15, I would much rather have the Elam ending than two or three minutes left. Or, or you could do it preseason first. You could do it reverse order. Start with preseason, then leave the regular season and postseason. And, and by me saying that I can't see this in regular season or postseason, that doesn't mean that it will never be there ever. I'm just saying right now, if the change were to be made tomorrow, I think a lot of conservative basketball fans and, and people who have followed the NBA for a long time, years and years and years, even decades, would not like that. They would protest that. And so starting off small, getting fans slowly used to it, you know, baby steps, that I think would be able to get people accustomed to seeing this ending, get them to learn the rules of this ending more quickly than if it were to just happen at the All-Star game once a year. And then potentially two, three years down the road, then you could institute that as a regular season and even maybe postseason uh, rule. 
into the into the actual way of play. Right. It, it's definitely going to take a while because it is a complete a 180 from what you're doing right now. It is. So it will take time to implement. I'm talking like probably five or ten years before we could see this be a true ending for NBA basketball. Change takes time. But exactly, you you want to talk about how you start in the preseason? How about you start in college basketball first? Ooh, because that's another possible thing. If it works out in the NCAA, then maybe it works out in the NBA. I know that they run things a little differently, but these are college kids as well. I, I'm sure that they would much rather, and for March Madness sakes, because seeding really matters. You don't have 82 games like in the NBA. Right. So I'm sure that losing team, if you're down by 10 coming into the last seconds, I, I would much rather want to have a targeted score than to have that time because I want to try to win every single game because seeding is very important considering there's not as many games. So maybe even try that for NCAA basketball, and then if it's a success there, then move it up to the NBA. And crazy thought here, like you mentioned, sometimes this this Elam ending could take maybe 20 minutes, depending on how quickly a team can get up there. That gives more time for these players who are trying to make it from college to the professionals. That gives them more time on the floor, more time to get shots up, pad their stats, more time to get experience in the in this field of basketball. And more time to get scouts to see them. Right, and not only right? not only that, but now that there's possibly more time in the basketball game, you're going to have to put certain players out there and take certain players back. You're not going to be able to play. Bench. Exactly. Yeah. So now your bench players are seeing more time because there's more time in the basketball game, possibly. Yeah, so, and of course, this could end in like four seconds. Absolutely. You know, depending it, it, on how quickly it takes that eight points. Absolutely, but it's that what-if factor that, hey, if this ending takes 20 to 30 minutes longer, now we're going to have to start substituting our guys so we can keep them rested for this possible 10 to 30-minute ending. So that's mm-hmm. another thing. If you're a bench player, now you get more time on the court, which then you can prove yourself for starting positions either later in the season or later next year or the year after. So an- another thing to look at there. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even thought about that. That puts a lot more pressure on coaches then, too. Absolutely. So they'll have to manage their bench, pull guys, put new guys in, all that jazz. That Yeah, that would – you're on to something there. You're on to something. I think that could be – that's a five-head move right you've there. Had, you've had a lot of novel ideas on the show before. I think that might be your best one. I think so. Is to put that in college. Just and to we, test it out. Yeah, and, and from the headlines I've read, not a lot of people are happy with the NCAA as far as – how they're handling this COVID situation and dangling college sports in front of us here, you know, saying, come and get it, come and get it. Uh, If you do this, you'll get it. Oh, well, we moved the goalpost. You know, this could be a way to potentially get some of those viewers back if you made those college sports more entertaining with this TBT rule. I don't know how you'd institute it into football or something else. So you might lose out there. In football, they need to change the overtime because that's my least favorite thing. I love that. No, that is my least favorite thing to start off on the 25-yard line. Oh, come on. I absolutely hate that. It needs to be play a whole nother quarter, kick off. If that team scores, then great, you win the game. Like Just like the NFL, or maybe not even a, for you know, I, I'm, I'm fine with each team gets a chance to score, but there needs to be a kickoff. There needs to be a kickoff, so you have to go farther down the field, so it's not just, hey, we got maybe four to eight plays to just shoot it to the end zone. I, I feel like that's so easy. From the 25-yard line, I feel like that's just not fair. A kickoff for both teams and then, you know, if one team kicks a field goal and the other team gets a touchdown, that team that scores a touchdown wins. I like the 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 both teams get a chance to score, but I think it needs to be in like the NFL thing where it's a kickoffs. What if you blended them? What if you did? There is a kickoff, so like each person has each team has to get the ball right. Right. What if you put that into effect? You had a kickoff, but wherever, but it had to be a fair catch, and wherever you catch that is where you start. Unless it's in right? the end zone. 
Yeah, unless it's in the end zone, then it gets brought out to the 20, just like a usual kickoff. Because hmm. then, then you're getting more importance on the kicker on having to have a good kicker is to place it back farther, just like you would in a normal game. You're getting your kickoff, but you're also getting that quick shootout uh, style that they have right now. And then you're practicing pinning them within the 5 or 10-yard mm-hmm. line. Okay. Yeah. And then and then that's where you get to see the really talented offenses and or defenses is by having them stop more of the field or make up more of the field now, to get the shootout. Now, see, I like that idea, but unfortunately, first of all, that would put more incentive on the kick returners or punt returners to actually take the ball out and run, which is what NCAA is trying to get rid of. No, they can't run. It has to be it a fair be, catch. Okay. It has to be a fair catch. Can't return it just wherever you field it. That's where it is. Okay. And the reason I say that it has to be a fair catch and not there's no returner back there and it just bounces wherever it may, because then you do get those slip-ups. You do get those muffed punts or muffed kick or muffed kicks where it goes in between the arms, and then there's your defense who's able to gobble it up in the end zone, touchdown, game over. You know, that's still a possibility with this rule, that so is I'm just making sure. See. True Chat's mission is to educate people by providing honest, open, and respectful conversations. If you think we're not upholding this mission at any time during today's episode, email your grievance to ethics at truechat.org. That's E-T-H-I-C-S at truechat.org. Stay in touch with True Sports by visiting our website, truesportspodcast.com, and by following at truesports underscore pod on Twitter and Instagram. JD, as much as I love making additions to our favorite sports leagues. We have to get back on TBT here. When we come back to True Sports, we will be looking at the remaining bracket. Who's left? Who's still in? And using our gut feelings to determine who's going to win that sweet $1 million. Keep it here on True Sports, and we'll be right back. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. This is True Sports, a True Chat original podcast with your host, Caleb Spinner. Welcome back to True Sports. We are only a few games into TBT, and already there have been several barn burners and edge of your seat contests in the tournament. JD and I will now be predicting the rest of the games using nothing but our gut feelings towards each squad. No research, no studying, no nothing, JD. And then you want to see like our records at the end then, see who is the most right? Or the most We can do that. Most correct. I want to see you okay, so put it put your computer screen on the big monitor, because I don't I'm not that I don't trust you, but I don't trust you. Okay. That's fine. We'll put it right here. Yeah, I want to see. Okay. There we go. Also, I grabbed another pen. I have in front of me the bracket here that I've written in all the winners from the other uh, from the game so far into this TBT bracket. I bought my red pen so I can put down who who we think is winning instead of the black who did win. 
Okay. All okay. Right. I cool. was gonna put them on my notes, but we're good. All right. So we're we are keeping our record of this. We will update you guys as we go through as each week of this goes. Uh, who's in the lead with the better record and who wins these here? The first one we have here: Carmen's Crew and House of Pain. Of course, I'm going Carmen's Crew, the Ohio State alumni team, number one seed versus what's what's House of Pain like? Sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going with it. I know you're probably gonna call upset alert, but I'm going with it. Just to disagree with you, and uh, just because I hate Ohio State. I'm going to say House of Pain because they've already played one game. They're already warmed up. Carmen's crew probably they hasn't gotten a lot of practice in. They played a very good War Tampa crew. House of Pain did. Okay. So I, I'm confident in saying that the House of Pain will beat the defending champs and Carmen's crew. Mm. They've played a game. They're they're warmed up. And just to disagree with you, and just because I hate Ohio All State, right. I'll pick them. All right. All right. Even, you know, there is that nice number one sitting right beside us. And, you know, that trophy that we have in the case from last year. That's but, fair. All right. All right. I love the disagreement because then that means somebody's going to be wrong. There you go. All right, next one down. Big X versus the number eight Red Scare. This is another situation where there's a team that hasn't played versus a team that has. I'm still going Red Scare, the Dayton alumni team. I'm going Red Scare just because I want to see that Battle of Ohio in the quarterfinals between Carmen's crew and Red Scare. Mm. I want to see that. No, see, I would go with Red Scare if they had Obi Toppin on their team because it is technically Dayton alum and... He, I believe he's entering the draft, yeah, he so technically he is, is. Alum. So, uh, no, I'm going to pick Big X. I'm going to pick Big X. Once again, disagreement. Uh, like did, I I ever, said, did I ever tell you I had a cousin who played on Dayton? Really? Dayton's basketball team? Is he on, uh, is he on the Reds? Bobby game? Worley. I don't think he is. Darn. But he played, he got a scholarship for men's volleyball, and then the basketball coach, like, scouted him, or, like, saw him practicing one day, asked him to be on the basketball team, and he actually led them to an uh, Elite Eight or a Final Four one know. of his years. Yeah. It was pretty sweet. We've got some heritage down in Dayton here. The Spinner family does. So that's a personal game for you then. So yeah, it I'll, is. I'll pick it Big is. X. I don't know who's on Big X, but I like their name, Big X. And they beat a, They had a nice game against D2. I, I did I watch that. That was the first game I watched. That was nice. Okay, so that was a good one. I'll pick them. I'm confident. Okay. All right. Now we go down to this the strange one because the quarterfinal matchups have already been decided for this one. Golden Eagles beat Team CP3. I think that was last night. And then Eberlin, Eber, Eberlin, Eberlin, I think that sounds German, so it might be Eberlin. Uh, Eberlin Drive law is eliminated because one of their players tested positive for COVID. So the team that they were going to play, Brotherly Love, moves on to play Golden Eagles, the Marquette alumni team. We'll take a pause on that because then that matchup will go into the semifinals. So we'll take a pause on that, continue on with the quarterfinals. Going down to number three, Bohem's Army, Bayheim's Army, excuse me, geez, Syracuse fan much? Uh, going on to play Men of Mackey, the Purdue alumni. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Beheim's Army. Yeah, I'm going to go Beheim with that just, one too. Just in the tradition of me starting off with my picks, I'll go Beheim's Army. Okay, I, I'm going to go Beheim right there because that one, Syracuse basketball has been good in past years. And of course, I applied to Syracuse, got into their uh, SI Newhouse School of, what is it, Mass Communications, I think. Um so I, I have some ties to Syracuse here, and I know a couple guys, Drew Carter, one of them, a good friend that went to Syracuse as well. I think he now works for Big Ten Network. Um, but yeah, he's a good friend of mine. So I have a lot of ties to Syracuse. I'll go with that one. And my Uncle Drew went to Syracuse. There you go. After rowing with my dad. Okay, challenge ALS and sideline cancer. Pick a cause, JD. Mm, I'm a fan of the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge, so that's why I'm going to pick Challenge ALS right there. I'm going to go – that's a that's a strange uh, process there. I'm going to go Sideline Cancer because they follow me on Twitter. There you go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Once again, we're back to being divided here. Got to support. All right, I like that. I yep. like that. All right, the second to last one, the money team, TMT. 
versus the Marshall alumni team heard that, which number one, before we even start with this, I love that name. The Marshall heard, heard that. I absolutely love that name. Oh. JD, who are you picking? TMT though. That that's a dope name. I mean, I I like heard that. I, I really do. That would be a team you would pick. You'd call your team the money team. Yeah, we're you? gonna go to the money team because I love I'm that. I'm going team. heard that. All right, that's fair. That's I'm fair. going heard that. That was one of the most entertaining games I saw, and like we said, dunk of the tournament was from that game. So that's what I'm going with. You disagreed with me on almost every one of these, minus the Bayheim's Army one. I mean, heard that's already pulled an upset against the they five seeds. So they did. That's a dangerous team. But that, then again, you might have you might have used up all your luck in that game, though. That there's that. True. There's that side there. There is that. All right, overseas elite and armored athlete. I think we're both picking overseas elite. Here. Yeah, they're insane. They are. They are nuts. They won of, like of the four years six in a row. years that the MB, of the, the TBT has been in here. They've won four titles back yeah. to back to back to back. All right, moving on to the semifinals now. Carmen's Crew or Red Scare is what I have. I would go on to say Carmen's Crew. Obviously, you got to stay loyal to the new school. So I'll pen in Carmen's Crew there over Red Scare. JD, your matchup was what? House of Pain and Big X? Yeah, the complete opposite of yours. Uh, yep. This is really just a coin flip. I like House of Pain. As House a of Pain's a cool name. It's I do like it, and that's why I'm going to pick Champagne, it. Champagne, Illinois, House of Pain. I'm gonna, that's pretty sweet. I'm going to pick it. Because I like that. What, right. what are they, Illinois basketball alums? Yep. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Illinois not have a good basketball. You might, you might not want right. to lock in that pick. Okay. We're going to go Big X. We're going to okay. go Big X. Okay. Now that you told me that's Illinois, Illinois is not good at anything, so right. we're going to pick Big X. Moving on, Marquette alumni, the Golden Eagles versus Brotherly Love. I like Ew. Brotherly Love. I've Ew. followed Brotherly Love for a while through this tournament. Uh, ever since it like started, ever since I started watching it in like 2016, I think that was. So I'll go Brotherly Love. We're going to go Golden Eagles. Marquette has a good basketball team. Marquette usually. does have a good basketball team. I feel like I will lose this matchup, but, you know, who who cares? Because we got to go with loyalty here. Yep. Bayheim's Army and Sideline Cancer. This is tough because, like I just illustrated, I have that tie to Syracuse, but also I don't want to lose followers. There you go. You have to stay honest. If we're putting a punishment at the end of this thing, then I got to pick it right. I got, I have to say Bayheim's Army, although Sideline Cancer, if anybody's listening, I am rooting for you. All right, so then I'm going to pick Bayheim too because Challenge ALS is not going to win. I don't know. Challenge ALS was a very good team. Like that was, I, I think it was Seth Greenberg who did it, but like somebody filled out a tournament bracket like this already and they have ALS winning it all. And that was Seth Greenberg? Because that's the I only analyst so. I know and I would yeah, trust him. I think so. All right. I Seth, think that's who it was. Seth Greenberg, do not... Do not, or I will say because I'm because I might be wrong. Whoever wrote that tournament, do not lead me astray, Seth do not Greenberg. Lead astray. Okay, but challenge ALS is what I'm going to pick. All right, switch it up. All righty, I challenge forgot because you have that. Okay, yep. Heard that overseas elite, overseas elite. Oh, easy. Yep, overseas elite is going to make it. Now this is a little bit boring because I basically called this chalk the whole way through, essentially minus the Golden Eagles one. So Carmen's crew, brotherly love, Carmen's crew. Golden Eagles. I think me. you have a feeling of who my champion's going to be. Yeah, I have, I have the Golden Eagles moving on from that one because right. I think Carmen's crew is going to lose. Bayheim's Army, I'm going to say upsets overseas elite. Oh, all right. Overseas elite. I'm going to pick that one. Now, again, do I think that will happen? Do I think Bayheim's Army will lose? Yes. But just once again, to go against you and because of the Syracuse ties, got to go overseas elite. And then obviously Carmen's crew. Nope. Overseas elite is going to win it all. Oh, wait. No, because we can't do that. We can't pick the champion yet. We can't pick the champion yet. Uh, let's wait until the okay. actual championship game. Then we'll do the punishment for that based on who the actual teams are for that. Okay, that's fair. All righty. And then next week, we will look at who is right, who is wrong, determine a punishment, question mark? We can do that. Determine a punishment. Okay. Determine a tournament punishment next week. JD, the long-awaited return. 
Swenson's Games of the Week is back. There we go. Yay. Finally. Let us rejoice. After four months. And unfortunately, if you were looking forward to the return of Swenson's Games of the Week, you're here with a disappointment because here we are in soccer. Sorry to offend all my soccer Ow. fans out there. But we're going to head to soccer. And the only reason I'm picking this one is because it's a little Ohio versus Ohio team. And Ohio is very serious about their sports. So I feel yeah, like this are. is a state divided. Yeah, we are. Cincinnati against Columbus Crew. And I'm not a fan of Columbus Crew, even though I don't like soccer. I don't like uh, their their team owner, especially after everything that happened this, uh, what was it, past offseason, I believe. Cause I it's, so. it's so hard to tell with soccer. I honestly don't know when they start and when they end. But <laughs> this past offseason, whatever, he was thinking about moving. Um, oh, yeah, moving to Austin. Yeah, moving to Austin and then requested this whole thing yeah. out of the city of Columbus to get him a new stadium. After he already had a pretty nice stadium in my mind. So I don't like Columbus Crew. Uh, so go Cincinnati. I don't know what your mascot is, but I'm go Cincinnati. I'm with Columbus Crew. It's FC Cincinnati at Columbus Crew. There you go. I think they're still playing at Mapfer. I don't think that new stadium's been built yet in downtown. No, it's I definitely don't think, not. Okay, yeah, for sure. Because I was going to say, you can't build a new stadium, a quality new stadium, in like a year. <sighs> yeah, especially what the owner wants. So. Oh, yeah. The owner wants something like huge. That's yes. going to look like a space station by the end of it. Yes. All right, JD, since you don't like soccer, by the way, go Columbus Crew. I've got to stay home here. I can't like FC Cincinnati with you. In the English Premier League, Saturday, July 11th at noon 30, 1230 for the normal people, how we say it, JD. Chelsea versus Sheffield United. I love Chelsea. Our good friend Paul Brown is a Chelsea fan as well. That's who got me hooked on Chelsea FC. So I will go with Chelsea versus Sheffield United at 12.30 on July 11th. And the TBT, I will say Carmen's Crew, Reds, or Carmen's Crew House of Pain, and then Red Scare Big X are my games of the week because I want on that July 11th game, I want that Battle of Ohio Carmen's Crew Red Scare. So I will say that. If that happens, then that's my game of the week for Saturday. But as far as the games for today go... I want Carmen's crew and Red Scare to go at it as well there. That's fair enough. That means both my teams lost then. Yeah, that would mean you're 0 for 2 then. Yep. Wouldn't that? I yes, just sir. I didn't even think of that. Let us know your thoughts on today's episode on social media at TrueSports underscore pod. Also, make sure you visit TrueSportsPodcast.com to listen to previous episodes of the show and to read the True Sports blog. New articles of the blog are posted every Friday, so there's always something to keep you involved and entertained at TrueSportsPodcast.com. JD, I bet you don't know what today is. It's Wednesday. Well, duh. Okay. If we release a new show, of course it's Wednesday. Jeez. Okay. No, today is episode 50. We are halfway to 100 yeah. episodes of True Sports. We thank all our listeners for their continued support of the show. We couldn't do what we love uh, and have it actually be profitable without you guys listening to it. So thank you so much for tuning into that. Also, that means, JD, of course, if today is the episode 50, then that means episode 52 in two weeks marks the one year. July 14th will be the one year anniversary of of the start of the show. I still remember sitting in this studio uh, with Lance Jackson and Bradley Butch recording the pilot episode of this show and then how far we've come here. Still, mess. I messed up the intro to that seven times. Seven times. And now I get through it almost flawlessly. Yeah, and today. we have all this energy. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes we have to edit <laughs> it back. But for the most part, the the bridge from where I was to where I am now is very extensive. So I am grateful for everything that I've been able to learn here. And, of course, we love having J.D. on the show. J.D., you came on, what, episode six? Yep. Six or seven? My one year is coming up in a couple months. Yeah, it'll be coming up. So one-year anniversary of the show. 
We will have also big news. We will have John Mugar on the show in August, the founder of TBT. I sent him an email a couple weeks ago, and he, he is scheduling with me a time that he will come on in August. So keep sending in your questions uh, to the True Sports underscore pod Instagram and Twitter pages, and we will ask him whatever you guys want to ask him as part of our conversation with TBT founder John Muger in August. I cannot stress how awesome TBT is. If you're a basketball fan or if you're just a sports fan who wants to see something live on TV after so long of having to watch replays and reruns of your favorite sports teams, please check out TBT. $1 million and $2 million is not a cheap payout for a tournament. They have an online store. They have a whole bunch of cool Puma gear. It's, it's, it's awesome. And like we mentioned, that's one of my favorite edits. They, they've changed the game of basketball for the better. So make sure you're showing them all the love and support that you can and making sure that you are tuning into TBT this week, next week, and of course the championship on July 14th. For True Sports in Urbana, Ohio, I'm Caleb Spinner. And I'm J.D. Swenson. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next Wednesday. But for now, that's the show. We're out of here.